broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com, presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio, New Orleans. Happy weekend, y'all. Good to be with you. Ken Traham with the festivities on the Gulf Coast and Biloxi for Saints Hall of Fame weekend, the annual event on the coast benefiting the Hall of Fame Museum and organizations. So he's at a Biloxi Shuckers game tonight, the closest minor league baseball team to here. So uh, they're having their annual game where they wear Saints-themed jerseys. You've got all the Saints alums there to throw out the first pitch, sign autographs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, pretty cool weekend and a great fundraiser uh, to benefit the Saints Hall of Fame while giving exposure to the black and gold, to the folks over in Mississippi. Mississippi, though, certainly isn't the story of the day in any way, shape, or form. It's uh, the great baseball rivalry dating back to 1893. And let's face it, a week ago we didn't think we were going to see Tulane and LSU play in the postseason, but we had that game today. And the number one seeded Tigers in the Baton Rouge Regional able to take care of business with a 7-2 victory over the Green Wave, it was certainly not anything resembling a 1-4 first regional game blowout. And it is a credit to Tulane, able to completely shift around their season literally at the last minute, winning the conference tournament last week, and competing today. And LSU and head coach Jay Johnson did not treat the Green Wave like a 40-loss four-seed. And it may have benefited them in a huge way today. Starting Paul Skeens, the best pitcher in the country, and for the first time because it was the postseason, hot day at Alec Box, and yet Skeens was brilliant. Going the distance in the victory, only damage done against them, in the seventh inning, courtesy of a two-run home run by Brennan Lambert. But it could have been worse. Not that Skeens wasn't superb. He was. Not that it wasn't brilliant that a guy who threw 124 pitches on the day was still sitting in the highest of 90s and even hitting triple digits. Eighth inning, ninth inning. Had 12 Ks, gave up seven hits. You don't get many chances when a Paul Skeens is comfortable. 
And yet, Tulane had some good swings on him. The home run by Lambert, kind of one of those 2023 somewhat I'm not, I don't want to call it a cheap home run because it was a good piece of hitting by Lambert. Right-handed hitter going the other way. But you look at the swing, you look at where it hit on the bat, and it was one of those aluminum bat 2023 baseballs home runs that went out to right center field. But Tulane was owed to score runs and not get shut out in that game. Jake, Jake LaPrairie alone, talk about bad luck. He hammered two balls, one a leaping catch at the wall early in the ball game in right field, and a great catch by Braden Jobert, who, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of love for his defense, but he certainly made a big play today. And then Skeen's able to catch a line drive between his legs on a hit and run up the middle off the bat of LaPrairie and turned it into a double play throwing over to first. And that was with nobody out in the inning. So either one of those well-hit baseballs goes the other way, and maybe it's a different ball game. But LSU played good fundamental baseball to back up Skeens today. They did something that they somewhat struggled to do, and we're talking about a team that's elite offensively in college baseball, but the Tigers had struggled down the stretch a little bit, not as much as the struggles have been comparatively to the pitching the bullpen in particular, outside of Skeens and second starter Ty Floyd. But they weren't good at situational baseball, and they really were today. One run in the first, two more in the second, another in the third to stake Skeens to the early lead. Now, LSU wound up putting up two more in the fifth and an insurance run in the eighth. Dylan Carmouche getting the start. Now, you have to remember he made a complete game effort throwing over 100 pitches last Thursday and then had to come in relief for three innings in the conference championship game on Sunday. You didn't get the best of the left-hander, the ace for Tulane. And you can see it early on. LSU still left 10 runners on base and really could have gotten to Carmouche more. Nine hits in just four innings of work. He gave up six of the seven runs with just two strikeouts and that helped LSU but I don't think Jay Johnson regrets the decision right now the way the game went and how it could have gone without a guy who may be the first overall pick in the draft on the mound for his team I think he probably sits after a 7-2 win and feels justified with the amount of respect that he gave the green wave today he was of course asked immediately in the post-game press conference about the decision. And here's what he had to say about why against a 40-loss team, it raised some eyebrows, he decided to go with Paul Skeens against Tulane. What went into your decision to, to start Paul? I mean, I guess exactly what you want to get out of it today? Yes. Can you expound on that? Yeah, I mean, he's the best pitcher in college baseball. We're now in postseason play and felt really good about what he could do uh, today and impact us winning the game. And um, he definitely did that. And as he spoke of, there's some, some other value of him being able to do what he did today that should help the rest of the pitchers the rest of the way. And what he means by that is he didn't have to use 
the rest of the pitchers today. I think what it comes down to is his plan was pretty clear what he thought he was going to do with his starting pitching over a week ago while LSU was playing in Hoover. Thatcher Hurd was supposed to be a weekend starter. The UCLA transfer struggled to find his groove, find his command throughout most of the season, but started to find himself late and really became a key figure in relief. His last two outings were longer ones, befitting of a starter, one in relief in their win at Georgia in the final series of the season. Blew a save, but then stayed in through extra innings, and the Tigers won in 12, and he was really good. And then he was really good starting in Hoover in LSU's first game there, their only win in that tournament. And people thought, well, that was a setup for Hurd to start against a four-seed in a regional. I think it was. Skeens followed him in the next game in the SEC tournament. And then finally, Ty Floyd pitched LSU's final game when they were eliminated by Texas A&M. But the shape of the regional changed that in every respect. Jay Ullman was asked after the game, and the Green Wave coach noticed and, and Jay Johnson also alluded to this later in that press conference after the clip we played. Tulane was not, in reality, a 40-loss, bad baseball team lacking talent. Nobody said underachieve, but the Green Wave clearly underachieved. I don't know if they're anything other than an average baseball team, but they weren't the horrendous one that we saw where the season started downhill, where they clearly overscheduled early in the season, multiple trips out west, tough matchups every weekend against NCAA tournament teams and NCAA caliber teams, and the snowball went downhill against them pretty quickly, and they never regained their confidence. It just happened to work out in the American tournament. But there weren't, they weren't a terrible team. They were a team that had some dangerous bats in the lineup, headlined by... Teo Banks turning his season around down the stretch. Twin might have a hard time keeping him if he were to decide to explore options to transfer. He's a very talented hitter. Other good bats in that lineup, too. Yes, Tulane has clear issues, as we saw from deeper in the bullpen today. Guys that they can't rely on to come in and throw strikes and have command. That hurt them this season. Defensively, they were fine today, but that's been an issue at times. A lot of times. But they're playing with more confidence now. Jay Johnson didn't take them lightly. But on top of that, you have to look at the other two teams in the regional. You want the path of least resistance to win a four-team regional. Which is, if you can win the first two games, you're guaranteed to only have to play a... a at tops four, to win it. But if you lose one of those first two games, you're suddenly in a dangerous position. Very dangerous, in fact, because if you lose either one of them, you're playing four or five games to have to survive. Matter of fact, think about it. You lose today. Suddenly, you have to win five games in a row in three days. You lose tomorrow night, you still argue, hey, you got to somehow find a way to win four. 
and Johnson felt comfortable not taking Tulane lightly. Hot day, packed stadium, first game of the postseason. Some question marks about how LSU played down the stretch. You go with the best you've got, the best there is in the college game right now on the mound, and you get that win. You don't have to worry about it. That's what happened today. And you go with a guy in Ty Floyd who's become a very good weekend starter, gotten more confident as the season's gone along, and that right-hander 7-0 and for a reason, not just because of LSU's offense. And you have him in what Skip Bertman called the marble game to determine a regional against a team that won't be throwing great pitching at you. You don't normally say that, and this is where we get to those other two teams in the regional. Second-seeded Oregon State. They lost maybe the most talented pitcher to injury a little over a month ago. They lost another weekend starter in the conference tournament. They're throwing their best remaining starting pitcher by far, tonight against number three-seeded Sam Houston. So you're not going to be at a disadvantage with your starting pitcher tomorrow night. You're going to have the better starting pitcher, whether it's the Beavers or those Bearcats seeded third, the WAC champions. Oregon State is more of a team this year that, first, I think they were overseeded. I said that on Tuesday night although they had a good season, good record, and I think uh, Pac-12 that the NCAA committee sort of showed what they thought about it, leaving a few teams at home, although they were 18-12 and 12 in the conference. They weren't great away from home, but they're more reliant on their offense when we saw all those teams for many years that were built upon great pitching. Now with the injuries on top of what was not a great pitching staff to begin with, Oregon State's vulnerable, and LSU would have the advantage against them tomorrow night starting Floyd and a completely rested pitching staff. Meanwhile, Sam Houston, they can really slug the ball too. I think their team batting average is something obscene, like 318, but you also have to understand it's the whack. So you play in some locales that are quite a few when you go on the road that are high altitude. It's a hitter's league, but Sam Houston can really hit. But LSU should be able to outslug them. Their pitching staff, and they'll use their best tonight, isn't overly deep or impressive. Not overpowering by any means. But it's sort of like we saw today. You never know until a guy gets on the mound. LSU has scouted everybody's arm talent, just like Jay Johnson said. He watched every game of their final series of the year against Tulane, I mean for Tulane against Memphis, and then every pitch of the conference tournament and determine what that team is right now. And I think you watched Oregon State and Sam Houston to determine what they have right now, arm talent-wise, and said, hey, I didn't want to risk a situation where Carmouche, who was an SEC transfer out of Mississippi State, starting against his team today, would have pitched his best. And then talented arms out of Tulane's bullpen. Any one of them could have pitched well. And in this case, Michael Lombardi did in relief of Carmouche, three and two-thirds, just two hits and a run allowed. That run coming in after he left the game. But he's good pitcher when he's comfortable and has command out there. He is not otherwise. You'd seen, looking at his numbers, and I remember watching him in the conference tournament, 
because I didn't pay that much attention to Tulane after they got off to the terrible start early this season. So you're playing catch up here, sort of like coaches scouting them for this tournament, right? And you see this guy can really get it up there at the plate. He's got good stuff. He just doesn't know where it's going some of the time, half the time. Far fewer hits than innings pitched. It's the free passes that were killing him. Well, he only had one walk today. Challenged hitters. Hard to square him up. Tulane's got a few arms on their staff that are like that. Jay Johnson didn't want to take that risk. I don't know in the end if I agree with him. But watching the way the game played out, you can't argue with him. I don't know how Ty Floyd would have fared today against that Tulane lineup. He challenges with the fastball. And he doesn't throw 100 like Paul Skeens. Could have gone the other way. And you've got to win those first two games of the regional to be in a good position, especially when you're a Tigers team that doesn't have the depth and reliability in their bullpen that they wish would have developed, including injuries getting in the way there. But I don't think Tulane's heads are going to be down. Look, they can't win five games in a row in three days to win against these three teams remaining in this tournament, unlike having to go through Memphis and Houston, who were plus 100 RPI teams, and what was a weak American this year. Flat out, it was weak. Weaker than it even was last year when I was critical of it. Of course, we know that league and others are changing with the realignment moves. But outside of East Carolina, not an impressive league, which made Tulane showing in-conference play, finishing seventh out of eight teams, even more of a head-scratcher. But I I think they're going to be confident tomorrow, and they're going to want to at least prove that they belong. People won't necessarily see it that way from the outside based on the way they played today, although they should have gained some respect. But I think they'll come to battle whoever loses the game tonight between Sam Houston and Oregon State. Ricky Castro is the only other consistent starter Tulane has. He's ready to go. We'll see how he does. We'll see if Tulane can get more performances like Lombardi gave today and not the three guys who follow, really two, the next two guys, who couldn't find the strike zone. That's not going to cut it against these teams that can really hit. As for what I think is going to happen tonight, I have a hunch Sam Houston's going to win that game. I, 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 no offense to Oregon State. They have a really good record. It's not like I'm saying they're a bad baseball team, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think if you're, this may sound crazy because they're 39 and 18, but I think if you're an LSU fan, it's, you might would rather see Oregon State win tonight. I don't know how well they can piece it together against you tomorrow moving on versus a Sam Houston team that from what I know and what I've seen of them and talked to a couple people, they have a lot of arms that are similar. They can piece it together, and they can really hit the ball, and they just believe in their ability to win slugfest. Whereas I look at the slugfest that Oregon State were in this year, they didn't win those games. They gave up double-digit runs in both of their conference tournament games. I know it was down in Scottsdale, Arizona, Ball can fly down there. But there were other instances where Oregon State staff, even before the late season injuries, got lit up on the road. 
8 o'clock start tomorrow night. I think LSU would take their chances in the spot they're in with rested pitching against either team. But just maybe they might be better off against the two seed than the three. Either way, it's going to be a tough turnaround. I should say 7 o'clock game tonight between those teams. So starting about 45 minutes or so. And then they have to turn around and play Tulane tomorrow in the elimination game. And Tulane will not be a tough out if they get any sort of pitching at all. I think they're going to hit the ball tomorrow. I think you're going to see a lot of runs in this regional the rest of the way, as a matter of fact. There's no such thing as moral victories, but I don't think the Green Wave going up against the best pitcher in the country today, packed house, in the heat, in one of the toughest places to play. don't think Tulane is hanging their heads down in any way. And I think LSU is pretty confident that mission accomplished today. It was important that Dylan Cruz had three hits, was attacking pitches early in the count, looked more confident at the plate when he wasn't quite the same monster he was throughout most of the regular season down the stretch the last three weeks or so. Not that he was bad, but they need him to be great. It's as simple as that. They need Dylan Cruz and Tommy White to be great. Trey Morgan had the most bad luck 0 for 4 performance you might see. Some really good swings at the plate. Hit hard right at people. Those are your guys at the top of the order. But LSU got production behind them. Hayden Travinsky continues to hit. Got the start at catcher today. Drew two walks. Was two for three. Two hits for Beloso behind him as the DH facing a lefty and getting hits. There's enough talent there, obviously, in that LSU lineup. But what they did better than anything today, they were able to move runners. They were able to play small ball and then get those runners in from third with productive outs on two occasions. Bunt them over, get them in. You got to do that when you have your ace on the mound and you know he's going to get the job done. LSU did that, built the lead, and never relinquished it. I don't know if I necessarily think they need to play as much small ball the rest of the way, based again on the overall pitching in the regional, but it's good to know that they can do it. They're going to have to have situations like that where they manufacture, so to speak, runs after they get runners on early in a frame in order to win a a Super Regional next week against a good team, no matter who they get out of Lexington and obviously in Omaha. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061, whether you're from the Tulane or the LSU perspective. Would love to hear your thoughts on the game today, the state of your ball clubs. Obviously, Tulane hopes lowered here to shock the world in Baton Rouge this weekend. But again, nothing to be ashamed of. And obviously, LSU, hey, there's controversy. It's not going to go away until this regional's over, and it has to go LSU's way about starting Paul Skeens when you go back in time. When have the Tigers started an ace in the first game of a regional, especially in the four-team regional format? you got to go back to facing ULM and Ben Sheets, future big league all-star and Olympic champion, when LSU made a decision like that. So it'll be questioned. Unless it works, then the questions go away. 
And then Jay Johnson will certainly be second and third guest about something else. That's part of the deal, being the coach of that program. Again, 504-260-1061. Jude Young in for Ken Trahan tonight. All access will look at other Louisiana teams in the postseason. One has played. There's two other ones. Let's not forget them. One has played and had some terrible luck today. And weather has caused some bad luck for the other who hasn't gotten on the field yet. We'll discuss that and more when we return on 106.1 FM. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. What does it mean to be New Orleans' very own? It's about being raised in your city, reporting on your concerns, sharing stories from neighborhoods where you grew up, on falling down, getting back up. It's shining light on tough issues, doing something about it to move New Orleans forward. It's not easy as we fight your fight, serving the community we love, making sure our viewers know they are and we are New Orleans' very own. Catch WGNO News at 5, 6, and 10. New Orleans' very own. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-0433 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-279-0433. That's 800-279-0433. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-0433. Again, 800-279-0433. If you're like me, the perfect way to bring that summer feeling inside is to freshen up around the house. And Kohl's makes it so easy. I got 60% off some new decor from Sonoma Goods for Life, found nice bath towels for under four bucks each, and saved on a shark vacuum. So if you want every room to feel like summer, you know where to go. Select styles. Offers end June 4th. See store or kohls.com for details. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-0433 now. 
Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-279-0433. That's 800-279-0433. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-0433. Again, 800-279-0433. When you've been injured in a crash, demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Handling an insurance claim can be exhausting and frustrating. Could you imagine if you've been injured through no fault of your own, and then your insurance company tries to pin the blame on you? It happens, and it sucks. Demand the team that will demand you're treated fairly. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2314837. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Nacho fries just got even better with steak chili verde fries. These fries are packed with grilled steak and covered in spicy verde sauce with kicks of jalapeno and lime. Try them first, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. Former Saints cornerback Jabari Greer will be inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame December 8th. The announcement was made at a press conference Thursday. Former WWL camera person Bob Parkinson and former WDSU camera person Steve Peretti will receive the Joe Jamelli Florida Lee Awards for their contributions. The SEC will feature eight conference football games plus one required opponent from the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, or a major independent in 2024 when Oklahoma and Texas join the league. Divisional standings will be eliminated. The SEC championship game will feature the top two teams in the standings. The NCAA College Baseball Tournament starts today. Nichols at Alabama against the Crimson Tide at 6 p.m. The University of Louisiana at Lafayette in Miami against Texas at 1 p.m and the Baton Rouge region begins with LSU hosting Tulane at 2 p.m. The NBA Finals open Thursday night. The Nuggets 104-93 over the Heat in Denver. Nikola Jokic another triple-double, 27 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. Game 2 is Sunday. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love your take by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Love to hear your thoughts on LSU and Tulane wrapping up about an hour ago. Paul Skeen's going the distance, LSU winning 7-2. Over the Green Wave, so the Tigers are in the winner's bracket game tomorrow night. The Green Wave in an elimination game at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Other two NCAA tournament teams from the boot. You know, Louisiana Lafayette was one of the last few teams in. But there are no bubble team that got a break to get in. They're a very deserving tournament team. Really good team with a lot of pitching options in particular. They do a lot of things well. Solid hitting lineup, good defensively. And they got a tough regional as a three seed going to Coral Gables. Miami's the one they're playing Maine, I believe, as we speak. That one underway. The four seed, the Maine Black Bears. But getting the Texas Longhorns in game one, tough. Game was delayed a little bit by weather. Once they played, you expected pitching and good defense and fundamentally sound baseball by both of those teams. And you got that 
for the most part. Ironically, the only error in the game was by Texas, but by far the two biggest defensive plays in the game were by the Longhorns, and that's why they won 4-2 to two behind their ace, Lucas Gordon, and their rock-solid closer, Zane Morehouse. But when it came down to it, it wasn't like the Cajuns didn't get good swings and had their chances. Gordon went 7, and then Morehouse gave up a solo home run, but he went the final two innings to get the job done. Tough luck, Cajuns. By the way, Kyle DeBarge, best all-around player, I think, on the Cajuns team, had a hit today and played well. Carson Rockefort, their three-hole hitter, doing what three-hole hitters are supposed to do, had two hits, hit a home run. But just bad luck. Talk about those two great plays. Cajuns had two on. A drive to deep right center field. And I mean deep. Stolen home run. Leaping over the yellow line at the wall to make the catch. Eric Kennedy. That ball goes out of the ballpark. Cajuns are up three to nothing. Different game because the game was scoreless through five before the Cajuns put up a run in the sixth. Then Longhorns with two runs each in the bottom of the sixth and seventh to come away with the victory. But another play in that inning where the Cajuns put up their first run was the second and even more unbelievable robbery. Dylan Campbell, right fielder. Best catch you'll see. It should be number one on SportsCenter's top 10 tonight. Not that I'm advocating you go watch it just for that, especially if you're a Cajun fan. I don't think you want to see it again. You find it all over social media. You won't find a better catch this year diving to his left, flying to his left. It almost had an Angels in the outfield. Remember that movie? Like he was lifted to be able to dive to get to that ball and steal what would have been a run. Now, there was a runner at second at the time, and Cajuns were able to get that guy in with a base hit afterwards, but they would have scored two runs in that inning. They should have been up 5 to nothing in a game that they quite painfully lost 4-2. to two. So now they'll have to battle out of the loser's bracket, but don't count them out. This is the same Louisiana Lafayette squad in the Sun Belt Tournament last week that was able to battle back from a loss and win two games on the same day against a national seed in Coastal Carolina. They can do it. Would I pick them to pull it off? No, but I wouldn't completely count them out. But they've got to be hurting right now. Momentum can turn around for you at any point, though. I'd almost say for them they'd be better off if Miami took care of business tonight, got one against Maine, and they didn't have to use some of their better pitching and then try to figure it out, see how they're going to win four in two days against really good opponents in Miami and Texas, two historically superb programs, but both beatable. But a lot harder to pull that off if you're the Cajuns now. Then, of course, there's Nichols, their best season in 25 years, going to the NCAA tournament, winning the double, the regular season and the conference champion, the Colonels in the Tuscaloosa Regional, and uh, 
haven't started yet. They were supposed to be underway about 30 minutes ago, but a weather delay in the first game of the day. See, that's why these number one seeds like LSU like to, and quite a few do, but some don't, play that first game of the day because you have weather. You want to make sure you get your game in early. If there's no weather issue, you get more rest, whether it goes well or not, for the next day, for Saturday. Now, if you're looking at Alabama and this by proxy winds up dinging the four-seeded Colonels, they're going to have a late start tonight. They're waiting for the end of Boston College and Troy, and at last check, they were in the seventh inning. And checking on it now, Troy has exploded in the top of the seventh, retaking the lead against Boston College, 8-4 to four there. Troy really, another good Sunbelt team, finished ahead of the Cajuns in the standings, can really hit the baseball. Looks like they launched a bomb as I'm checking the live squeeze play cast right now. It's a good Troy baseball team. But this game's going to go for a while, and you're going to have a late-night game, and if you're the Colonel's all the more incentive not to have to turn around and play the early game tomorrow. But hey, I'm not saying that Troy is not as good as Boston College, but maybe Troy doesn't have the overall pitching that Boston College normally has as far as depth-wise. So hey, pull the shocking upset. Win is the four seed. Get into the winner's bracket. I'm not even saying Troy's definitely going to hold this four-run lead, but if it is Troy, why not the Cajuns? I mean, why not the Colonels, excuse me? Why not Nichols and Mike Silva's ball club? They've got some pitching. I've seen them in person a lot. They've got guys who can match up. And keep this in mind as we watch these games today. Four seeds not winning. Not a single four seed won the first game of the tournament last year, and they're 0 for so far today. Although... Lipscomb wound up losing by seven in a game that was much closer to that into the bottom of the eighth inning. They were in the ball game, and Indiana State was obviously the most vulnerable number one seed by everybody's analysis, and they had to come back today to beat Wright State 6-5. to five. Bama's playing great baseball since the coaching change, but I think the Colonels can hang in there tonight if they get the pitching and defense that they've had all year long with the timely hitting. They battle at the plate. When you watch them tonight, they spoil pitches with two strikes. They hit the all fields. Not a team with a ton of pop in their lineup, but they spray the baseball around. They're not a pesky, uh, I'll say like southeastern Louisiana had been under Matt Reiser, with one report saying that Northwestern State's Bobby Barbier is going to fill that vacancy in Hammond. But that was a team that really played a lot of small ball top 10 nationally every year in stolen bases, top five every year in hit by pitch, a lot of sack bunts. Nichols isn't that extreme, but they do all the little things right a lot of the time. So I'm curious to see how they do tonight, and they will be a nasty out in that regional. Even though they they got three good teams in that regional, I sort of suspect they're going to find a way to at least win one game. Could it be tonight? It'll be a late night sort of warm those LSU fans up for this West Coast friendly because Oregon State's in the regional 8 o'clock start times planned for the night games in the Baton Rouge regional. 
Why don't you stay up and watch uh, Nichols while keeping an eye on, of course, who you're going to play between the Beavers. And, again, watch those Bearcats. I feel like it's going to come down to LSU having to beat Sam Houston. Let's see if I'm right. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. Of course, I mentioned big weekend for the Saints Hall of Fame. What always kicks that off is something that happened yesterday that we'll reference in a moment, the announcement of the annual Hall of Fame class. Just one player going in this year, but boy, he was a good one. And let's reflect on the time he was with the Saints and how a position for so long that was maybe decent but never really good was finally really good and how a Super Bowl victory wouldn't have happened without great cornerback play. Talking about Jabari Greer. We'll get into it when we return here on All Access on 106.1 FM. Following is a paid commercial announcement. Debt ceiling means one thing. The U.S. is broke and can't pay its bills, so they have to borrow more money. That's bad for the U.S. dollar. So what are you doing to protect your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold. Text PATRIOT to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect your savings. Text PATRIOT to 989-898. Take action today. Where Yet? Join Where Yet and Alt-923's Ginty on Monday, June 12th at the Virgin Hotel for the Florador Mix-Off Finals with no cover and complimentary cocktail samples and bites. For more info, pick up the latest issue of Where Yet magazine or log on to whereyet.com for details. As well as to enter for your chance to win a staycation by voting in our Best of the Big Easy contest. Your choice for the best that New Orleans has to offer. Where Yet? With summer savings at the Home Depot, we'll get your kitchen clicking. With top brand appliances, like a new GE refrigerator with internal water dispenser for a crisp, cool glass of water every time. Or a GE oven with built-in air fryer for healthier, crispier options with no preheating. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online at the Home Depot, your innovative new appliances are just a click away, too. Final days to save up to 30% on select appliances, plus $300 off select refrigerators at the Home Depot ends June 7th. Pricing valid May 18th through June 7th, 2023. U.S. only. See store online for details. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on incredible specials you need for summer. Like 50 to 70% off designer suits for him, 75% off gold and silver chains, and 65% off luggage from Samsonite, Travel Pro, Delcy, and more. Plus, get your online order even faster with free curbside pickup or pickup in store at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Nacho fries just got even better with steak chili verde fries. These fries are packed with grilled steak and covered in spicy verde sauce with kicks of jalapeno and lime. Try them first, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 106.1 Nash Icon. Get your laughs going starting Thursday and running through this weekend at the LGBT LOL Queer Comedy Fest, taking place at various venues. And get your tickets now for Saturday night at Champion Square for the return of Cole Wetzel, fusing country and grunge with rock. Showtime is 7 p.m. Join Ginty from Alt 923 and Where Ya at? at the Floridora Gin Mix Off Finals Party on June 12th at the Virgin Hotel 
with no cover charge and complimentary food and drink samples. Visit Wariat.com for more info. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just to focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Drop it. Talk about how dangerous it can be in these regionals against four seats on a given day if they get great pitching. Look, Florida A&M wasn't even near the best team in the SWAC. And yet Florida's shutting them out, but only up three to nothing in the ninth inning in Gainesville. And nobody played better the last few weeks of the season than Florida. The Gators up just three zip. And a leadoff double for Florida A&M in the ninth. So goes to show you. Throw midweek pitching, as they call it, against a midweek caliber opponent when you're a big-time program. Sometimes it can come back to haunt you. LSU started Paul Skeens today. They didn't have that problem. I don't know what Florida did, but certainly hasn't been easy for them today. And, oh, by the way, in the game coming up tonight in the Baton Rouge Regional, both teams going with the best they have, Sam Houston, their ace, 409 ERA. Not huge strikeout numbers. Not dominating numbers. Like I said, the only good starter left for Oregon State going tonight, Trent Sellers. 101 strikeouts in 66 and two-thirds innings, but still 6-5. and 5.13 ERA. So, there you go. That's the best they have. LSU thinks that they can out-slug and even out-pitch teams in their regional the rest of the way. And they should be able to if they're going to win a national championship. So you can understand Jay Johnson's strategy when you look at the big picture, even if you don't agree with it. Hard to disagree with Jabari Greer being a Saints Hall of Famer, the only player inducted or to be inducted this year. It was announced yesterday at Saints headquarters videographers for WDSU and Steve Peretti and Bob Parkinson of WWL, co-recipients of the Fleur de Lee Award for contributions to the betterment of the Saints franchise. Neat deal for both of them. And a spotlight for Jabari Greer. And the thing that stands out to me, Saints have done a really good job drafting cornerbacks in recent years. I really... Look at their team right now with Marshawn Lattimore, who was a slam dunk first-round pick. One of the best in the game when he's healthy. And more often than not, he has been, fortunately. That was the concern coming out of Ohio State. A concern at times, but most of the time he's out there and he's a number one lockdown-like corner. Lockdown's a word you gets thrown around a bit like anvils. There's really only one or two of those in the league at a given time. But he is a true elite corner. Love the draft picks of Paulson Nadebo draft before last or two drafts ago. And Alante Taylor, not this year, but last year, 
look at them being very solid there. Bradley Roby is a picked-up veteran, really good as well. Depth and quality at the corner spot is something you don't take for granted when you look at Saints history. And the Saints don't win the one Super Bowl. And by the way, Florida did finish off Florida and I made a great defensive play to do it. But the Saints don't win a Super Bowl, even with Drew Brees, without great cornerback play. And to have the best duo they had ever had together starting by far is a reason why the Saints could be an opportunistic attacking defense at that time. Having Jabari Greer and Tracy Porter. Now, Porter made the plays, had the moments that everybody remembers. But Greer, who played with the black and gold 2009 to 2013, I mean, when he showed up, that helped make that team. He was the number one corner. That's saying a lot because Tracy Porter was really good. Some might argue Tracy Porter was seeing more passes and chances to make big plays come his way because teams were less likely to throw at Greer. I don't know the numbers, but it felt that way. But both were really good. Porter will have the moments that everybody remembers. But Greer will certainly be remembered for his outstanding play. Started 60 of the 63 games that he played with the Saints. Three playoff teams. Had nine picks. Which was rock solid. And ironically, I don't know if the Saints invest in and look to have somebody like Greer who was only, I'm using my finger air quotes here, only 5'10". And like those bigger corners now if they can find them. But no question about it, Greer was really good and can hold his own. Great addition through free agency at the time. And the reason why the Saints have been so good on defense since that lull in the middle of the Sean Payton era, without a doubt, how good they've been front to back defensively throughout most of that time with Dennis Allen making the calls with the defense, and because they've been good at corner. Started playing their best football once Marshawn Lattimore was involved, and they've invested in the cornerback position ever since. And if team history tells you anything, till you had really good cornerbacks out there on the island, like they had with Greer and Porter, you're not going to win anything. You're not going to win everything. So Greer will be honored in early December along with the Jamelli Award winners. And once again, just another thing about him, guy who let his play on the field do the talking, just a consummate professional. And one of those great additions in the history of the Saints in free agency. You got to find them different ways. You got to draft. You got to make the right discerning decisions when you sign people. And this winning era of Saints football, even though we know there's been a lull, and I still say it's as much quarterback as anything else, and we'll see if Derek Carr can solve a lot of that this year. Look, it's been a great era. 
and the Saints should be a division champion this year. But they won't have it as easy as they had it when they had Drew Brees at cornerback on a playmaking offense and guys like Greer and Porter on the back end of their defense. 504-260-1061 is the number. One more segment to go. We'll take a look at the rest of the CrescentCitySports.com headlines before we let you go for the weekend here on All Access. What does it mean to be New Orleans' very own? It's about being raised in your city, reporting on your concerns, sharing stories from neighborhoods where you grew up, on falling down and getting back up. It's shining light on tough issues, doing something about it to move New Orleans forward. It's not easy as we fight your fight, serving the community we love, making sure our viewers know they are and we are New Orleans' very own. Catch WGNO News at 5, 6, and 10. New Orleans' very own. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Scott Craig. I love me some Francesca's by Katie's Deli and Catering. We thank all who have sustained us through the pandemic and into better times. You can build your own specialty sandwiches. Build your own special St. Louis-style pizzas as well. Don't forget the special salads, including the Chef Scott's special salad. And our frips are special and unique. Francesca's is the home of Ken Trahan's original prep football report Friday nights during the football season. And we love all area schools and teams. Come on by. Francesca's by Katie's Deli and Catering, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Open Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Visit FrancescaDeli.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-0433 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-279-0433. That's 800-279-0433. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-0433. Again, 800-279-0433. If you're like me, the perfect way to bring that summer feeling inside is to freshen up around the house. And Kohl's makes it so easy. I got 60% off some new decor from Sonoma Goods for Life, found nice bath towels for under four bucks each, and saved on a shark vacuum. So if you want every room to feel like summer, you know where to go. Select styles. Offers end June 4th. See store or kohls.com for details. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-0433 now. 
Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-279-0433. That's 800-279-0433. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-0433. Again, 800-279-0433. What does it mean to be New Orleans' very own? It's about being raised in your city, reporting on your concerns, sharing stories from neighborhoods where you grew up, on falling down and getting back up. It's shining light on tough issues, doing something about it to move New Orleans forward. It's not easy as we fight your fight, serving the community we love, making sure our viewers know they are and we are New Orleans' very own. Catch WGNO News at 5, 6, and 10, New Orleans' very own. Always welcoming intelligent points of view. Whether we agree or disagree, let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. If you want to know what's going on with people from Southeast Louisiana, with the high school here, played for LSU, Tulane, UNO, Nichols, Southeastern, every month we have an update of those in pro baseball, including the Japanese league now. You can check that out on CrescentCitySports.com. The update through the end of May, in this case, for guys you want to track not only in the majors, but from AAA all the way to low A, and like I said, even Japan now. Also on the website, I want to mention good op-ed on why the SEC, who kicked the can down the road on playing nine conference games with the addition of Oklahoma, and Texas, it looked like they were going to do that, just decided on it yesterday. One year of playing eight conference games with the addition of the Sooners and Longhorns and then revisit it, a.k.a. show me the money. That's what all this is about. If ESPN makes it worth their while, then these teams whining about risking bowl eligibility will be more open to vote what they should do, which is nine conference games, three regular opponents, good mix of playing everybody in the league on a regular basis. But add more inventory for TV, and ESPN's ready to put a little bit more money in their pockets. They'll be more open to it. But even if they're not, once they know how that 12-team playoff is truly set up and how many teams they can make it in on what records, they'll be more comfortable expanding. So it's not a slam dunk, but hopefully they come to their senses Because right now, even with the eight conference games continuing with the you-must-play-one-power-five non-conference opponent, it's still not as good as as many great programs as you have in your conference making those do-or-die conference games. There's that concept, though, do-or-die conference games. More risk involved, and the SEC doesn't want to risk more without making more. And when they mean it just means more, they mean it as in money just as much as they mean (laughs) the tradition (laughs) involved in the college football universe. Also, a good feature by Renee Nato on Rashid Shaheed working towards a better second NFL season than a surprise 
rookie campaign as an undrafted free agent. People sleep on him. He's got a chance to be really special, but he still has to prove that he's that good. And he's working towards getting better and talked about that work. And you can read it on CrescentCitySports.com. Also, good interviews Kid did earlier this week with Tom Walter, whose team's got an early lead in their first game as the number one overall seed in the NCAA baseball tournament. Leading Wake Forest for many years now, but did great things at UNO. And, of course, Jay Allman's thoughts on Tulane turning their season around if you missed that. Good uh, recap of that available on CrescentCitySports.com as well. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board tomorrow morning. He'll be working the board as well with Ken and Ed and the tailgaters at 10 a.m. But I'm Jude Young saying bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to All Access.